0: Welcome to KTRH Garden Line with Skip Richter. The smell is never in the grass. Grazing in the grass is yes, a guess, baby, can you deal with it? trip! Just watching as the world goes straight. Yes, so grazing in the grass is a gas, baby,
1: can you deal with it? There are so many food things to see while grazing in the grass.
2: Welcome back to Garden Line on a gorgeous Saturday. Oh my gosh, this is, this is a day to be outside doing some gardening. And if you don't want to go outside, well, at least get close to a window so you can enjoy it from there. You can do some indoor gardening. There's things we can be doing now too inside. But, you know, they say he who hesitates is lost. And that's true when it comes to gardening practices. And so don't delay. Don't wait. Uh, don't wait until uh it's too late uh, go ahead and get out there get the soil ready get the plants start planting things start your seedlings let's get going it is time to do that we're going to start now by heading out to katie and talking
0: to ken hello ken how are you doing can you hear me okay yes yep.
2: sir i can
0: i'm well thank you okay well you helped me out a lot last september to identify those little uh chinch bugs and uh ah. they were killing the grass out there okay and we got them stopped but not before they took out oh about a 30 by 30 you know thousand square foot spot
2: Yeesh.
0: and i'm planning here in about the first week of march to sod that area up but in the time between then and now you can guess that the uh, weeds have kind of made an invasion right mm-hmm. so what can i spray or hit them with now that won't impede the sod when i put it on later okay. I, I'm, not, I'm just not thinking that the pre-emergence are going to do the job because you know the dollar weed and everything's all up already
2: yeah and and you and everybody listening, hear me carefully do not put the pre-emergence out and then lay sod on top of it pre-emergence are made to stop roots of seeds from growing Root, little seedling roots that's how they work that's one of the ways they work uh, and so to put a real strong dose of pre-emergent and lay your sod on top of it, you're going to have trouble for the grass to get roots down into the soil below. So definitely not a pre-emergent now. Once the grass is established and has a root system, applying pre-emergence at the right rate at the right time, that's okay. Uh, but uh, not, don't do that ahead of time. So the post-emergent is what you're going to want to use. Uh, there's a couple of kinds of, of categories of weeds you're dealing with out there. One is is the annual weed that's going to go away anyway on its own. That would be things like uh, chickweed and henbed and clover and whatnot. Uh, and then there are perennial weeds that come back and just exist in your lawn. And those latter category, that's the ones that are most important to get rid of before you put the lawn down. So just an example, uh, it's not Bermudagrass season, but if you had Bermudagrass as a weed and you throw St. Augustine on top of that, it's going to come right through, and now you've got a mixed lawn, and there's really not a practical way to separate the two out. So controlling those ahead of time is important, and you would do that with a either a, a post-emergent grass-only killer. There's things that just kill grass. Uh, or something that's going to cover more than one kind of weed, you know, a broadleaf Uh, and grass-type post-emergent weed killer. And that would be things like the one everybody's heard of and knows about and has its controversies is Roundup. Uh, That kills both grasses and broadleaves ahead of time. Now, when you choose one of those, if you choose something like the glyphosate, it's it's going to tie up in the soil, and within a couple of weeks, you can go ahead and lay that grass on it, and it'll be just fine. It won't hurt it. But... uh, you don't want to use something that's like a vegetation clear is, is part of the name of it. Something, in fact, if you have any doubts, you see an, an ingredient out there, call me on it, and I can tell you yes or no on on using it, uh, whether, it, because some things are just very persistent, and they will continue to work and cause damage.
0: Well, some of the uh, Roundup products advertise, you know, this three-month and six-month protection. Right. And that's what... Kind of concern so, me because yeah, of course they kill any yeah, grass.
2: Yeah, here's the problem with this. Companies are naming things in ways I really wish they wouldn't name them. Roundup used to be one ingredient, glyphosate, and and it did what it did. We know how it did. We know how it works. We know what goes on with it. The glyphosate. Now you can buy Roundup for lawns, and it is not there's no glyphosate in it at all. It just has the name Roundup on it, but it's different ingredients. The same thing has happened with Image. Which is a nutgrass killer, the original one. Uh, and so you have to look at the ingredient. That's the key. Because if it says Roundup for three months, there's something other than glyphosate
0: in that. Okay. So if, if we're talking about that regular old white bottle Roundup, uh, you know, checking, of course, to make sure they haven't snuck something into the white bottles. Yeah. Uh, now, would I want to apply that just directly onto the weeds that are there, or would I be able to broadcast it a little bit more over the weeds in the area that may have weeds popping up in it later
2: it won't do anything to later it only kills when you get it on something green think of it that way and so okay. and, and it doesn't help to drench it do not do that just barely wet it if you use that now there we were you i'm gonna get get us away from the word roundup that is a brand and uh, there yes. are there are many types of glyphosate that are not that brand And so you're not limited uh, to just that particular thing. Uh, You're not too far away from Southwest Fertilizer. A Bob down there, a Abyssinette and Renwick, they're going to have a wide variety of uh, weed control options. And they might could suggest some other things. Like I said, if it's primarily grassy weeds, there's two different ingredients that are in different products. But those both kill just grasses and not broadleaves.
0: So that's another option. If I hear what you're saying, if I hear what you're saying here. Yeah. Uh, And Ken, let me just, let me, let me loop back.
2: Excuse me. Let me loop loop back one time to what I was saying earlier. And that is if you're dealing with annual weeds, you don't, you don't need to do that. I mean, you could, you, you, you know, a light rototilling and and leveling the ground. So it's, it's right for laying grass. You get your little holes filled in and things. Randy used to call it the kill till and fill. I believe I said that in the right order. Kill till fill. Uh, Anyway, uh, you can do that, too. You can physically just, when you chop them off, they're they're done if it's an annual weed. So there's no need to worry about those. But you do want to get any substantial amount of living plant tissue off the surface so that you can get the new sod to touch dirt.
0: Okay. All right. Very good. That helps out a bunch. I appreciate it.
2: All right, Ken. Thank you for the call. Appreciate your call very, very much. Uh, in all you know, all these uh, all these kinds of things. There's always more than one way to skin a cat, and I know everybody has different tolerances when it comes to what kind of products you want to use and so on. But we try to guide you in a way that that helps as best we can to just avoid uh, uh, avoid an ongoing problem uh, that you might have. And I try to try to answer the best I can in
1: that way for folks. We're
2: going to now head out to Kima and talk to Christy. Hello, Christy.
1: Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So I have, I uh, live on about a half an acre and like most people, my lawn was, my St. Augustine lawn was pretty much decimated in the drought. Okay. Um, and I'm interested in replacing with something, especially because I have two dogs, it's really muddy out there mm-hmm. and I'm interested in this new native seed mix for the Houston area. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's realistic. Um What would you recommend to get some grass going and control the mud?
2: That's a good question. Uh, The native seed mixes, when you start from seed, you start off with little spindly seedlings. And if you can keep the dogs off of something like that for a while and give those little tiny plants a chance to establish well and grow into sturdy plants with a root system, uh, that might work out for you. Uh, It depends on how much shade you have, how much sun you have, uh, and the drainage and everything so that the... The mix would be appropriate for your area. Uh, As far as wear and tear tolerance, uh, Bermuda and and Zoysia are the two most wear and tear tolerant grasses for the lawn in this area. Now, when it comes to dogs, there's almost no grass that can really stand up to at least losing certain areas. I know dogs like to follow trails, Mm -hmm. you know, along the fence or whatever. And they'll wear a rut there and the grass just... It keeps trying to recover, but, you know, the dogs don't let it. And uh, so uh, in saying Bermuda and zoysia, I just want to say that in certain situations they won't. I prefer the zoysia because it'll do pretty well in shade as well as sun. Bermuda needs sun to do well. Uh, But you got to mow it regularly in order to keep a nice, dense uh, cover over the soil
1: okay and are you familiar with the new native grass seed mix i
2: I have i've never tried it i've never tried growing it uh but where did you get it or where did you see it
1: um it um i'm a texas master naturalist and i was just sent an email um about this new native grass seed mix that um they've come out with um you know to try it's supposed to have a really deep root system and therefore be good for our area as far as drought and flooding both. Yes. absorbing more water mm-hmm. and, and also helping with drought. Yeah. tolerance. Yeah. Um, so if I were to seed, can I seed over St. Augustine? You
2: you could, but you're going to have a you're going to have a blend that are going to be competing. Yeah. St. Augustine initially is going to make it hard for those low grass seedlings to get started. Uh, but that, Mm -hmm. that mix that was found for down here, it's, it's got a number of grasses, but they're more of a pasture kind of grass. So you may not, it may not be as lawn acceptable for most people. Uh, but Mm -hmm. if you're, if you can tolerate a little bit of a mini meadow rather than a a tight, neatly, neatly mowed lawn i think that it they will do uh, pretty well there's more than one seed mix out there like that i think one of them mm-hmm. oh gosh what was the name of that group the oh houston wilderness uh had a yeah that's a the
1: one i'm referring to yes. okay
2: yeah I, that makes sense so anyway it's it's got it's got a mix i mean uh i don't know i think there's almost a dozen different things that will grow yeah. in there but it's not just grasses uh, they've got right. a, a wild sunflower or two that's in there, and they got some—I can't remember what else—but uh, some other things. But just know that we're talking about. Think more of like a meadow than a lawn, uh, so that when you go after this, you make sure you're—you know what you're getting. It's a good mix. Yeah, but, I mean it—it it, yeah. <laughs> it lives here native, so it's you know right. it can grow here. It's gonna yeah, need
1: and I don't have an I don't have an HOA. Okay. And I live more in a rural area on half an acre, so that would yeah. be okay.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so and if you've been associated with the Master Naturalist, you're familiar with these things and so you can kind of look into them yourself and see
1: yeah. see
2: what they look like. All right.
1: All right, thank you.
2: All right, thank you. I appreciate your call very much. Let's see here. We are now going to go to
3: David. Uh, David, it says San Francisco. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Morning, Nick. Happy New Year. Hey, yeah, it's funny. um, I I used to live in Colorado, and I took the Master Gardener course. Mm -hmm. And is a Master Naturalist something different?
2: In Texas, it is. Uh, We have a thing called Master Naturalist. And as the name implies, Rather than being interested in manicured gardens and vegetables and all those kinds of things and lawns, uh, they're more interested in the natural areas, the wild plants, the meadows, the the um, uh, regions, the the various regions of the state, and what grows wild there, and and how to protect species that might be uh, endangered or on the sure yeah,
3: the that area. sounds like a great idea. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if Colorado has gotten into that yet. Uh, no. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, and it kind of leads up. I, you, you had a previous caller, uh, the guy that was talking about Roundup and glyphosate. Mm-hmm. Did um, he, he made a weird little comment about people that are adding things to it in a white bottle. Yes. Are there bootleg... Uh, Roundup or no. bootleg glyphosates no. going around?
2: No, the Roundup name was so well known that they decided, well, let's just make it Roundup. Uh, I used the example Roundup for Lawns. It's a product produced by that company, uh, and and it, but it's not glyphosate. It's what you would look at as a broadleaf weed control product for your lawn. It doesn't kill grass. I mean, it it kills
3: broadly, for Well, yeah, that gets into uh, when I was out in Colorado, and this is going on 30 years ago, uh, you had to be – trained. Uh, You know, I was out in uh, Mesa County, Grand Junction, which is a huge fruit growing uh, area of the the state. And the idea that uh, people would go out untrained in the use of Roundup, you you couldn't even buy it unless you had a a permit and you had to be trained in order to get a permit. Mm. And uh, it was extremely poisonous. And the idea that somebody has taken that name and been able to basically cheapen it and, you know, come up with various uh, versions of it when it used to be an extremely I, – I mean, it was it was touching on Agent Orange, uh, the original version of it. And the idea wow. that uh, people would be able to cheapen it and then market it yeah, is if- I- – it's yeah, terrifying I, I in its way. I'm
2: not sure what that original that you're referring to is, but uh, I won't get into the glyphosate discussion uh, today. There, there's nowhere to go on that, uh, really. But yeah. uh, there, yeah, are no, no, products, not, there are a lot of products. There are a lot of products out there, and a lot of parts of the country that limit certain products. If you go to the East Coast, Chesapeake Bay, those areas where they're very concerned about runoff. Uh, You do have to have a prescription for certain kinds of products to use in the lawn because even a fertilizer can wash off and cause damage to water bodies when it's misused, over applied, you know, so on.
3: Sure. Yeah, I was just reading about the yellow legged frogs in California, and uh, uh, they're almost extinct because of runoff of you know people going swimming in their w- in the in a mountain pond, right. and they have too much skin uh, you know the uh, lotion on their their body, right. uh, the, especially the sunburn creams, uh, are killing the frogs. And hey, it's uh, it, hey David, it, I'm it, sorry to
2: cut in. I'm I'm gonna run short on time, but I think you called about a different question, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. If, say, somebody had had a, yeah, I heard two previous callers. One had a half acre, and the other guy had five acres. And if they wanted to go from a lawn to a garden – uh, you know, food garden. Uh, I mean, I can smell another, the drought continues, right, in Texas. And if you grow a garden, you're going to likely save a thousand dollars, if not more. Uh, if somebody was to turn part of their yard into a garden, uh, is there something that they would, like, for example, if they used a lot of pesticides for roses in one part of the garden, they were going to rip them out and put in, you know, uh, uh, tomatoes or something. It was, should they prepare the soil in a different way uh, All right. uh, so, to make sure they don't poison
2: themselves? I've got about 30 seconds, and I'm going to give you a 30-second answer here. Uh, the bottom line is all those products that we use on our plants labeled for roses and vegetables and whatnot, when you mix up the soil and give it some time, that stuff breaks down and we don't worry about it. There are products that are more persistent, but they would be used more in right ways where they want to kill everything and never let it grow back again, uh, but we don't have to worry about that so much. However, if you want to put a garden in the yard, I would say just just dig up the grass, or if it's St. Augustine, you just, you just throw soil on top of it and it kills it. Uh, you don't even have to kill it or anything like that. I'm sorry I got to run. We're on a hard break. Hey, well, take uh, care. Thank have you for the call. Appreciate it. You bet. Houston's
0: news. Weather traffic. Plus breaking news 24 7. This is News
3: Radio 740 KTRH. everywhere.